98.7 FM and 1400 AM. News Talk WANI. this morning, News Talk WANI. Tracy West joins me in studio, and this is the first time I've interviewed you where you weren't a business owner, and we're talking yeah. business related stuff. I know we're not shipping anything this morning and it's not Christmas at Packnail. <laughs> that's how that's how long I've been in the business. And so uh what we are talking about is we were talking about uh it is election time. It is. And you have uh you you were out on the campaign trail and, and I love the fact that you sent me this information too by the way. Uh and and I'm not going to do too much into your into your resume and and instead I want to talk about, you know, what you wanted to talk about and and some of the some of the pros and and cons of of this election process and what we need to expect and kind of your record of what you've been a part of thus far. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think it's important for folks to know that might not know me personally that I did serve as a local school board member here. Yes. Um for nine and a half years, and um, I really felt like I would be able to impact the state school board because we have been so successful here locally, and a lot of that has to do not only with the amazing people in our local school systems, but also with the business community Mm. that has so supported education and obviously having Auburn University here um, with high expectations for our students has made a big difference. So I take that experience with me as a local business owner and a local school board member um, and have done the best I can the last three and a half years in the midst of a pandemic um, in serving our schools. But our district is really big. So District 2 um, stretches from Cleburne and Clay County in the most northern part of the district all the way down to Houston, Geneva, and Pike Mm. in the south. So it's the largest geographic district, and we've got about 98,000 students, K-12, in that district. So um, so it's a pretty broad area, and our districts look very different north to south. And, of course, mm-hmm. Lee County being in the middle of the district gives me the opportunity to go north or south and be there just a couple of hours to, to serve our students. Um, but um, it's been quite an honor to serve the last three years. You say the last three years, you got to experience something that not a lot of people got to experience. Yes. <laughs> from a from a board standpoint, and uh, right. we had the and I did it from a parent standpoint. Yes. Your kids are out of school, right. uh, and, and so um, mine during the COVID year. I, I still, to this day, it seems like yesterday, I still yes. get confused that 2020, we're already in 2022 because uh, it started, you know, they had here locally, we had spring break. And yes. I get that call at spring break or that email that says, hey, we're going to take an extra week. And then during that week, I get that email that says, hey, we're going online. Yes. And uh, the effects that that has had across schools. And, and children across the state, walk us through that, what you guys dealt with. Sure, sure, absolutely. So it was March, uh, and actually the day that we were ordered to shut down, we were about to roll out our strategic plan for the state, five-year plan um, called Alabama Achieves. But instead, we had to make an about-face, and we were forced to shut down schools. And for the record, I never supported the shutdown of schools. Mm. I actually told our superintendent I felt like this was the most detrimental thing 
that we could do to our families and our children. You know, and just grappling with that. I didn't sleep for several nights um, knowing that this might be coming. And then the day that we were ordered to do that, immediately um, I have to give Dr. Mackey credit and um, a team of people that immediately started meeting for a reopening plan. I was one of the 40 that, or 40 original that met uh, 48 hours after we were forced to shut down to begin the roadmap to reopening. Um, you'll never hear about it in the press or anything like that, but the roadmap to reopening is, has been used by other states around the country because we were one of the first mm-hmm. to roll something out in print for how you reopen your state. Um, and there are states that are still nine months behind us. I really feel for them. I don't know. They're going to be dealing with the learning loss for years and years. We are starting to recover. I believe that this next year after we have a a really strong, robust uh, summer camp season to help catch our students up, I think we're going to start to see gains. Uh, And that is because Alabama refused to be told we're just going to shut down and not plan for reopening. Um, So I'm very grateful to the local superintendents for the positive things that they did to reopen immediately because their colleagues across the country were just held back. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were really, what people need to know is we were getting zero input from the U.S. Department of Education. They were giving us no guidance. We were literally working day to day on our own. They were all at home, not answering the phone, um, and just kind of shut themselves out. Yes, and yeah. I will say the current administration hasn't been any more helpful, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do give credit to the leadership um, at the State Department for their willingness to push forward when we were being told we just had to close our doors. Tracy West District 2 is what we're talking about in the State School Board. We'll talk more with Tracy momentarily on Auburn Opelika this morning. News Talk WANI. Celebrating 25 years of serving our community. This is Auburn Opelika This Morning. Auburn Opelika This Morning, News Talk WANI, talking about the District 2 State School Board, and Tracy West joins me in studio. And uh, let's, you know, we talked about the COVID accomplishments, some of the other things, and uh, as far as your resume is concerned, and, and, and what your history with the school board, what all's taking place? Sure, absolutely. Well, immediately coming on the board, um, I discovered that we really didn't have a formal strategic plan for the state of Alabama for K-12 education. It was in the works, and the governor, our, our board chair, um, was asking for a strategic plan, but it was really being written internally by the State Department of Education, and my local board experience um proved that having outside voices, um, the actual stakeholders and constituents be a part of the plan makes it a better plan. So that was reorganized. I discussed it with Dr. Mackey, and he pulled together legislators, clergy, parents, grandparents, um, elected officials, local elected officials from all over the state, athletic association pulled them together, and for about nine months we worked on a strategic plan for the state. Um, And that plan is in place today at Alabama Achieves. And you can go there, Mm -hmm. alabamaachieves.org, and read the plan. It's being updated. COVID obviously placed some roadblocks in some of our uh, hoped achievements for 2022. 
So after that plan was written, uh, we immediately passed um, some new math standards, which were written by Alabama teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a local teacher, actually, that was the chair of that uh, local high school teacher, math teacher, that was the chair of that committee uh, portion on the high school piece. Pass those uh, very high standards, new standards, remove the common core standards, which were such a problem for parents and teachers. Um, and then what I found is the uh, the textbook adoption process was just a mess. That law had not been addressed since 1998. And so I and others immediately went to work in calling our local legislators, and my delegation was phenomenal. They answered my calls, listened um, when I explained that the things, I'll just say it like this, bad things creep into textbooks because the textbook companies are writing and publishing for big and enrollment states. We're a poor state. We're Mm -hmm. a small state. And so they're writing textbooks for New York and California and Texas and Michigan. And, you know, they don't necessarily value the things that we value in a very rural, agriculturally grounded state. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was very, very proud this last session um, that the legislature passed a reform of the textbook adoption law, took out the things that would prevent me as a school board member from sharing the positives and negatives about textbooks that are being adopted. So now they'll be vetted based on controversial material, price, race, religion, um, all the things that you hear about in the national news. Oh, this is, yeah, this has been the hottest topic you could imagine. Absolutely. And parents deserve transparency. And I believe that this reform passed by the legislature will allow for that transparency down at the local level. Um, And that was very important to me because I remember what it was like to see a parent in the grocery store and have them say, hey, something came home with my son or daughter and I just have a question about it. Now, the great news is in Lee County, Alabama, in our three school districts, we've got great folks that listen and are, you know, doing the right things. But we're talking about across the state, we've mm-hmm. got 750,000 you know, children in our classrooms. We want to do everything we can to protect the integrity of that classroom. And I think this this reform did that. Moving forward, uh, some of your goals and your aspirations. I mean, it, it, you know, if if moving on through and the incumbent wins, what are some of the things that are on the horizon that we can look for? So we have been so focused, uh, laser focused on literacy in the state. The Alabama Literacy Act, probably one of the strongest pieces of literacy legislation passed in the country. And now we're implementing that act um, and we are seeing great gains. So our 37 of our 55 lowest performing schools in the state of Alabama are performing. They are moving ahead in their achievement locally with their their uh, children in reading. So we want to continue to implement those reading coaches across the state to help our children read. I said three and a half years ago, and I meant it and I mean it today, 
if Alabama could focus for one decade on reading and have every child um, in our schools reading proficiently, and I mean at every grade level, so we can't just stop with K-3. We've got to focus on those middle grades and those upper grades. We don't want to graduate children anymore that cannot read because if they cannot read, they cannot get a, a driver's license, fill out a job application, and go to work. And our goal is, my goal is, personally, um, I believe that every child should graduate with a plan, whether it's to go to work, continue your education, a combination of the two, maybe go into the uniform uh, and serve our country. You must have a plan. It is unacceptable for me for a child to go home without a plan and think of living on some sort of government subsidy. Um, I think there's no dignity in that, and I've made that very clear everywhere I go. Um, poverty is what will hold our children back, and they must be, they must have a plan, become employed, independent, good citizens of our state, and stay in Alabama hmm. and work and raise a family. District 2 is what we're talking, State School Board, about, let's say, 40 to 50 seconds left. Tracy, if somebody, if you're making your pitch and somebody's meeting you for the first time, why do you vote for me? Well, I think you vote for me from experience. So I've spent the last uh, 19 years really volunteering either in school with Lee County Youth Development Center, Auburn City Schools, and now at the state level. I understand education budgets. Um, The legislature granted us an $8 billion budget. It's the largest budget in our state's history and in our state. And I think it's very, very important that you have a very trustworthy person that is looking at all of that um, in totality and really understanding where those dollars are going. It's also an opportunity that fraud can take place. There are a lot of people, a lot of companies that when they hear you've got $8 billion, mm to spend on education. Everybody's got, you know, the latest and greatest. Um, And I don't necessarily think that that's uh, always wise. I think that we need to focus on the right things. And I think I'm the person with the experience to do that. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. Tracy West, District 2, School Board, State of Alabama. That's it for us this hour. Talk to you guys next hour. Fox News coming up next. Albert will plug it this morning.